From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you are listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged, roundtable discussion for March 23, 2011. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, John Magi, joined by our Orlando team, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and in the peanut gallery we have Walter Eccles and Max the Intern. Uh, Pete's here in spirit. He's not feeling well this week, so he's uh, <coughs> taking a little break while we do the show. And in this week's show, Kathy Rowling is going to tell us about the magic of the steam trains tour. Take it away, Kathy. I have, you know, I'm sure we all have ridden the train. No? You haven't? You've never ridden at the, the Magic train? Kingdom. Oh, the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I've ridden that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was the, <laughs> was, was the Amtrak. <laughs> the Amtrak. She's never taken for... the Orient Express. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a train. Oh, a train. Yes, I've been on a train before. <laughs> okay, but anyway, the name of the tour is the Magic Behind Our Steam Trains Tour, and. You know, I've I've read a lot of reviews about this one, and, and it always seems to be by the people that are really into trains. And I like trains, but I'm also a person that's into the details. And if you're into the details of Disney, taking the train tour is really a great way to learn more about the train. You know, maybe things you didn't ever think about before, but... The, the train uh, tour is on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 7.30 a.m. And it's... You lost me at a.m. <laughs> Just don't go to sleep, Corey. <laughs> it's 52.19 a person, and you have to be 10 years or older to take the tour. And the thing to keep in mind with this tour is because it's so early, if you're staying on Disney property, you need to take, like, a cab or something. Over. Oh, the buses aren't running? Yeah. Do you, you know, I, I know you there's don't want to risk it. Yeah. Yeah. You might not. And you don't even, you meet actually outside the park. You, they take you through. <laughs> well, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not me. I'm not making noise. Obviously. They, they. <laughs> Your microphone or something is rubbing on something. <laughs> it was Max. It's not oh, me. Oh, is it Max? I think it was Max the dog. It's not like he was like. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. licking Walter's <laughs> microphone. <laughs> but anyway, they have you meet like outside the park. And when we did it, I think there was maybe seven or eight people. And oh, was, so it's not a what's what's the limit? I mean, how many people can do it? I mean, can you fill the whole train up or what? I'm sure it could have gone like yeah. probably twenty people or something. But um, I was the only woman. You know, all the other guys were really conductors. With a bunch of bobs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was one kid, he was like 10. The rest were, like, they had given this uh, tour as a gift to mm. each other. So they, they start off, and you're standing outside, and he tells you a little bit about the train, and they bring the train up once in the morning so that you get the, the shot of the train, like, perfectly centered under the Magic Kingdom sign. And he tells you a little bit about, you know, if you look at the sign, like how many visitors have been to Magic Kingdom. Um, he tells you that, like, the flowers in the flower bed are changed every month, which I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought they just planted them once for, like, each occasion. But I guess, you know, 
freshen them up. If you're like me, up. I can't keep plants alive. Now, where do you where do you meet the train? I thought it was at the train depot in the back. No, That's everything. Changed. No, you start you start in the front, and I said he brings the train up, and then that train goes back around, and he he talks to you for a little bit, and then the train comes back out for when they do the um, the opening. Oh yeah, you know the magic show. little. And of all the times I've seen the opening, I didn't realize that that is a special train. That train is only used, those cars are only used for the opening. Really? Yeah. And until he pointed it out, because when they come off the train, on that side of the train, there's no railing. That's oh. right. But I never I, even thought about yeah, that. I never thought of that either. Because they'd I've have to get off the once. other side and walk around. Or, yeah. And how yeah. could they get off? Yeah, because you could... Interesting. So when they're done with the show, then that um, train just goes back in the car barn and sits there till the next day. Waiting for his job. So they, they put you on the train with the special cars and they take you like around the track and they, they the conductor is telling you little facts like along the way. And then they, they take you past. I don't know if you've ever, like when you start to go back, I'm using my hands here, but as you start to go around... You know where they have the Indian village? Mm-hmm. And then it starts to go back around Toontown. That's all, you know, like closed off yeah. now. But there's a spur, and that's where the train comes on. Oh. In the morning. So you, we, like, backed up, or we went forward. And then I never realized, I always thought the conductors on the train were just, like, ceremonial. Oh, I they're real conductors, yeah. Yeah. I never realized that, you know, like, they... They're they doing give, something other than yeah, just Yeah, they, they give along. hand signals, and they have, like, a little buzzer, and, you know, that it's sort of like how the, the tram drivers, you know, like, they mm. communicate front yeah. to back. But they pull the train forward of the spur, and then they, the conductor on the back gets out and, you know, like, pulls this, like, big switch, and then the train backs up. And then it's, like, up to him to make sure that, you know, like, everything's going the way it's supposed to. That's cool. And I never realized, again, you know how in Disney everything looks like it's so far apart until you do, like, a backstage thing? Mm-hmm. That's and really then, weird, isn't And it? then you go backstage, and, like, when you're taking that spur back, you're almost back to the roundhouse. You know, you, you come across that one road there. And, again, I've been backstage there that they have the railroad crossing thing that comes down that I always thought that it was automatic. It's manual. The conductor gets off. Really? And he goes out and, you know puts the thing down interesting and they back the train in and so then when you're in there they had another train that was um they were getting ready to take out onto the track and they have like a whole series of safety moves that they have to do they have like in the roundhouse itself there's like a big pit underneath each train and there's a mechanic down in the pit and there's somebody outside and they go and look at every single piece of oh, it. Oh, they do for the monorail, the same type yeah, of inspection. But I'm like, I didn't realize they they did all this stuff. And then they, they pull it out, and there's, like, marks on the pavement that, like, they have to do these things at this mark, and then so many safety procedures at this mark. And then they sit there, and, like, the train's, like, idling or whatever. It has to warm up. It, it was just really neat. I wish I would have remembered all the details, but it was just... Again, like, all the things that they have to do. And then, you know, with all the gauges, we got to go up in the cab. And they're, they're like, if it's painted, it's hot. If it's not painted, it's really hot. So, like, really don't touch anything. 
you know, like like because you're up like there a, with like a gadget I mean, or something. You mean yeah, if it's like painted? The, yeah, like gauges or piping or mm-hmm. whatever. It's a steam train, right? It's a steam train, and I mean, you know how you think it's hot? Well, it, yeah, you know, it was really hot, and they were saying that it was. 50 degrees warmer in the cab than whatever the outside temperature was. Oh, man. How could that even be allowed if it's 95 degrees outside? Yeah. That poor guy. You know, again, it gave me a new appreciation. He's wearing long sleeve and bib overalls. Yeah. So, and, you know, they they do switch off, like, the one who drives and then the the firebox guy. Forget all the names, and I'm sure there's people out there cringing at me for doing that. But they switch positions, but it's still hot. Up in the oh, cab. Oh, interesting, though. You think they're just, you know, little window dressing, but they're actually working. <laughs> and then even, like, with the, the horn, the, you know, when they toot the horn in the station, they're only allowed to be in the station for two and a half minutes, I think it is. And so, like, at a minute and a half, it gives a warning. At two minutes, it gives a warning so that, you know, everybody in the station knows, like, hey, it's time for the, the train to pull out of the station. So then, and when you're sitting there, we all got to sit up in the, the two seats. You really can't see much, you know, because you've got the, the engine, like, right there. And so we got to do that, and that was, you know, I said that was really cool. And then they, they gave a demonstration of them starting, you know, lighting the fire in the engine. And they take, like, a piece of old wadding, and they dip it in diesel fuel or whatever it is and and throw it in the 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 firebox the the firebox and it goes you know like if you light your your furnace at home and it goes like whoosh and and but it was really cool because you know like with the the fire and everything and the first time it didn't work and he had to do it again and so what do they feed the fire was it like coal or what are they using what fuel are they using if it's diesel diesel boy i'm but why do they have a firebox then well, the diesel has that, to catch fire yeah. to make this Just the make water turn so to steam. So it's not like they're they're not. You know, I'm thinking chucking wood no. or coal or whatever. They're not doing that. No, obviously. For... Well, I didn't know. I mean, you think steam engine? You're thinking, yeah, you know. me too. But they were they Petticoat were junction. Yeah. So <laughs> after it it passes all those and it, it starts to pull out of the the yard again, that's where the conductor goes over and you know he works the the railroad crossing, and then shortly after you get over, there's little. Um, like sensors that it tests the brakes that the the train has to like lock up so they do a test of that to make sure that it works and then they blow some of the steam out and there's like a little um like swampy pond back there and it was sort of neat seeing the steam go up it made it look really you know creepy spooky but they were saying that um the train people come to inspect the train once a year safety people but disney does theirs twice a year and Disney, you know, when you pull around the back and they put the water in, they add something to the water so that um, the minerals that are in there, because the minerals that stay behind when you've got the steam and everything, um, can corrode the tank. But Disney puts something in the water so that it burns up most of that stuff, so that their engines last a lot longer than most places. But they also dye it green. So that nobody mistakes that for normal, like, drinking water. Oh, yeah, really. So there's only one engine? Or there... Oh. No, there's several. I mean, there's more than one train? It's sometimes, I forget what the, the interval was, but sometimes there could be three trains on the 
really on the system oh i didn't know that and even like the conductors they'll they'll um they'll work maybe up on the the main platform and then they'll come around to toontown and then they'll move them somewhere else they're always like hopscotching let me ask you something we um we're going on friday to the magic kingdom and i'm sure we're going to ride the train what's toontown look like when you pass that can you see any of the construction they have a big wall up? they've got that green like screening Mm. stuff that if you if the sun's hitting it just right, you can see right through because there was a thread on the Diz of people um, could see them tearing down uh, Mickey's house. Oh, that's a shame. So to throw Grace over the fence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was you, just wondering, you know, what you see when you go through it, there. It all depends on the lighting because I've been through there where you can't see anything, and then there are other times so you can see the bulldozers. There's no stop there now. You just right there's toot no. on by. It just goes right on by, and eventually they're going to put. Um, as part of the new fantasy land, there's going to be like a different train station back there, and they're going to put bathrooms oh, in cool. back there. So it's going to be nice when it's done. But it was really interesting to to take the tour and again just to see, you know, the attention to detail. I mean, it's just because I've been on other trains, you know, up in Strasbourg and other places that it's sort of like if it goes. That's about all they do to it, and you wonder how safe it is. But when you see all the things that Disney has to do, and like every run, they're checking. But it's it was really it was a three hour tour. Wow! And they bring you back then into the the Magic Kingdom, and they they take you back up into the the train building, and told you some stories. And they talked about Walt's train. So now I have a new appreciation for when we go out there next month that they talked all about that and how Walt was into doing little miniatures and he mm-hmm. would do like little pot-bellied stoves and all these different things. And You're going to see a lot of that. When fear not. There's a, uh, there's a website I always check out for Walt Disney autographs and stuff. It's uh, phil-sears.com. And there's, uh, you can buy a piece of the original track from Walt's uh, Carrollwood Pacific oh, yeah. Railroad for the bargain price of $3,900. Wow. A piece of track. A piece of track. Wow. So, if you're into trains, you will get your fill on the backstage magic tour. On the backstage magic tour. You paid now, just a couple of questions. 52.99. That sounds like a lot. To it me. does sound like a lot. For did three you hours? did you stay in the park afterwards or was it like could you stay in the park or did you have to use your own admission to get You back still had there? to have park admission if you wanted to <sighs> do that. I I think really I think if you're a train person, that was probably to get a reasonable. Snack? You got to break in you know, they gave you water and coffee and stuff like that. But um, no snack it. No, Dang. it was only three hours. Oh, I took <laughs> <laughs> I took this tour years ago. Bob and I did it, and it was completely different than what you're describing. We started at the Roundhouse. Oh, really? They went through the whole startup process of starting the trains. Um, they showed us where they had extra pieces that these trains are not. You know, it's not like they're still around anymore. So anytime they hear of a train being for sale, they the Imagineers go out, look it over, and they'll buy these these trains for parts so that they can fix it all the time. But constant maintenance on these. All the time they're running maintenance on them. And they gave us a spike. A oh, railroad really? spike at the oh, end of wow. our tour. No, we didn't get that. But they did show you the, the different trains in the train station. You know, like if you've ever gone through the train station, I'm sure most of us have never bothered to look. But they talked about the the different engines, and he told us the stories about, you know, when the, they were down in Mexico and trying to get the train back right. and things like that. So I said all the, you know, all the backstory again of what they went through to get these trains here. And I think it's the generator or something. They have one backup 
for all their trains. And so when a generator goes, they hurry up and throw it in, and then they send the other one off. And then whenever it's fixed, they put it back in the train that it came out of, and they still have this spare. But it did sound like they, they collected a lot of parts, like, along the way. But Disney's really tried to maintain it. But afterwards, when we went upstairs and he was telling the train stories, these guys were just, like, on the edge of their seats. I did it with um, Mike Holland, and the knowledge that these people in this group had about that, and this guy was, you know, like, telling all, he knew, like, all the details of all these different things, but he was saying when (coughs) Walt had it in his backyard, and, you know, he had negotiated with Lillian to, to have this train in the backyard, and, you know, he put a tunnel in, and supposedly what, because some of these stories, I don't know, you know, like, if that is the true accurate story or it's it sort becomes of, folklore and yeah, sort of embellishes along the way that the reason he didn't have it in his backyard anymore was that he let a friend he would let friends like drive the train in the backyard and there was he had like a dog leg or something and he had a tunnel in his underneath the rose bed in their backyard and somebody took the dog leg too fast or whatever and the train fell over and one of the little girls that was on the train ran through the steam and burned her leg, and that was when Walt said no more. They tell and that I, story at the at Walt's barn okay, where the train is, and it's they they tell it that Walt was so um, so generous that if anyone showed up to his house and wanted to ride the train, mm-hmm. he would just say, "Okay, let's go ride the train." It wasn't like you could only ride at certain hours. People would just show up and knock on his door and say, "I have kids in town. Will you take them on the train?" And that's when this happened. This little girl got hurt. There's a whole subset of Disney fandom that is enamored with the whole train lore and legacy. It reminds me of Bob. Bob loved trains. Yep. I have I'd, to be we, honest with you. Yeah, we don't get it, but I can certainly see that. People I'm love a Disney this. fanatic, and this is one section of the Disney thing. I, I wouldn't care if they took the trains out of Disney World. Really? <laughs> However, I just, it doesn't, it's something that holds absolutely no interest to me. It's a mode of transportation from point A to point B sometimes. Yeah. In, but I think for people, a lot of people, it's the connection to Walt himself. Right. That it started right. I understand. Backyard, I understand that. Impetus for Disneyland. So. And the people that seem excited about it, or that are excited about it, are very excited about it. I was talking, I've been to Walt's barn in Griffith Park on two of the backstage magic adventures. And I, I don't want to ride Walt's little train. I'm afraid it's going to get stuck in my butt. It's just it's, it's going to be Walt's train thong. Right, exactly. <laughs> or all of a sudden it's going to go crunk and not move anymore. So I stayed back and let other people ride it. And these people come over and they, they want to talk to you about the train. And they want to tell you stories about the train. And I think, I, I, you know, I just listen to the stories. But it's one of those things, no matter how hard I try, I just can't get all worked up over this train. I just I liked it again because it was like the connection to Walt that you know and and the thinking that when they built the parks that like the train had to be part of it you know like how many other people when they're thinking of doing a theme park with well you know we need to have this train there and then Walt with his um interest in doing the miniatures and you know I don't know in my mind it just seems hard to believe that somebody that was so creative that then could take the time to sit there and create like a little pot-bellied stove and and make a bunch of them to give to his buddies. It just sort of added to the, you know, the warm fuzzies about Walt Disney. Before I knew any of really Disney history, 
I just assumed the train was there because it was a part of small town America, and you've got Main Street, and every small town had a train, so I just assumed that was the reason it was there. And I like it. I mean, I don't go into conniptions just to get the details, but... Well, before I, I you know, I'm, I'm not a big ride person. To me, the first thing I usually hit if I go to a theme park that has a train is I hit the train first. Really? Yeah. I always like that, and I said... You know, to, to hear the details of, like, the different cars and, you know, how they decided to do this and, like, Walt's buddies and, I don't know, just, it just sort of added to the park. Yeah. Because to me, that's like, you don't have to have it, but they decided that it added something. And then, like, they were talking about, um, like, Walt would run out at, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning to drive the trains in the park. And I think we were talking about it here the one time that... Um, like, he wanted to go off and do the, the trains, but he didn't want people to know who he was. And so, like, people would come running up to him and go, like, oh, aren't you Walt Disney? And Walt didn't want to take the time to, like, sign autographs. So he used to have, like, little pieces of paper in his pocket with his signature on it. So if you came up to Walt Disney as he was, like, heading for the train, he'd really? give you his autograph on a little I've never heard that story. Yeah, so that he you could oh. pre-sign paper and yeah. hand it out. So that he could go off and, you know, do his thing, do, do his thing without being interrupted or his time be wasted i thought that was sort of cool that you know he, he found a way to indulge himself on his trains and still help people out that wanted his autograph you're gonna love this backstage magic tour there's all that kind of uh trivia and history that they share with you you're gonna love it and you will be with like-minded people yes yeah i just you know i it, it enhanced and i said like i said i don't really think you really need to be into steam trains like you know the difference between a narrow gauge and this gauge and that gauge but it was just an appreciation for one of the details in the in the parks. But get there early; you'll have fun. Was it was it worth fifty two ninety nine? I thought it was. You didn't get a discount. There's um, annual pass discounts, AAA discounts, DVC, and Disney Visa has. So what do you do? Just call the the regular tour line, regular tour line, and just say, WDW Play. This is what I want to do. Or oh. WDW Tour. Do you have to pre you prepay right then. You pay for it all. Before you get there, yeah, right? they take all your information ahead you of time. You need to get like a reservation number, like you do anything else, and, or you just show up. You just show up, and they've got your name on. And a they've list. got your name on a list, and the conductor, you know, signs you off. And he went around and asked everybody, like, "Where were you from?" Orlando. No, and it, said it's no it, it's always funny because I said nowhere else, I think, but Orlando. Like, well, where did you come from? You know, like everybody assumes that if you live here, you came from yeah. somewhere else. Where did you else? come from? It's University Boulevard. <laughs> well, that's because you can't tell them where you're actually from now. It's from no name town. <laughs> really? But, you know, like why were you there for the tour? So, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, just sort of like. Questions. Just a security number. It's like. You know, it was like the, guy from the you NSA. Know, it was like guy <laughs> bonding, you know, over trains. And I just happened to be there. Did you get to blow the anybody get to blow the whistle? No. Wow. Mm-mm. I don't. And I don't think anybody even asked. I don't think anybody really cared. Everybody was. It's, it's you know, a trivial like, thing. Nobody wants. To you know, checking out the the lights and the. This was a, a train crowd I was with. Well, sounds cool if that's your thing. One more way to. Get some money out of you. Get, well, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I don't know. It just. It, it satisfies. Me. It satisfies a segment of the population mm-hmm, yeah. that wants to learn more and wants to experience more and do something different. When people come over and over and over again multiple times, you look for something new and different to do. Something to add to it, and, and that, it, it just gives you that. 
it always amazes me the people that you see working in the parks there's how many more that you don't see behind mm-hmm. you know we talk about what what's there to do for men I want to do something for my husband. I want to do something for my boyfriend who doesn't not into mm-hmm. Disney as much. Well, maybe this is something they can do. And for single yeah. women, apparently. Hey, really? Were they I the guys single? That, yeah. We're all yeah. The guys. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm really into trains. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> all really? right. On that note, thank <laughs> you, Kathy, for your report. We appreciate it very much. I think that should be part of your match.com nice profile. Facebook <laughs> really? status. I'm in the train. I How like about you? trains. Dot, dot, dot. That'll do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Stay tuned for our next segment, and Teresa Eccles is going to talk to us about the services for children at the Grand Floridian Floridian (laughs) Resort and Spa.